morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay, I don't know if you actually know the people right next to you. I'm sure everybody knows everyone here, okay? But could you just take a moment to say hi to the people around you? Please go ahead and do that, okay? Hi, wave, hello. Introduce yourself. This, you know, we, we got to make sure that we as a church, we get, we know each other. So go ahead and do that. Take some time. Say hi. In fact, let me ask you to do this, okay? Pastor Mitch, could I do this? Pastor Mitch, where are you? Okay, <laughs> uh, could we all stand on our feet? Just stand up, okay, before we do anything. And then I want you to just move around, say hi to the people next to you, okay? Go ahead, go, go ahead, go. That's right, go ahead, move around, come on. Go for it. All right, a few more seconds, a few more seconds. Okay, everybody can settle down now. All right, congratulations, everybody. Happy 10th year anniversary, every nation Bahrain. All right, good. I don't know if this, uh, there might be some of you here, this is your first time to join us. Welcome to this church, this congregation. Uh, again, as Pastor Mitch mentioned, my, my name is Pastor Ruel, and that is my wife right there, Fabs, okay? And I bring you greetings from our Every Nation family uh, from nine countries in the Middle East, okay, and North Africa region. I mean, aside from Bahrain, we still have nine other countries. And then uh, literally from 80-plus countries globally. So they wanna send, they're sending their regards and congratulations to everybody. So would you give yourself another round of applause, okay, for doing this, okay? Also, I also bring you uh, greetings from our family. As Pastor Mitch mentioned, you know, we got three adult children. That's our picture, okay? Me and Febs on your far right. That's my only uh, far right. Yeah, only begotten son. That's Joshua. And then actually the fourth member of the family who will be getting added, that, that is because my daughter uh, next to Joshua, that's Hannah, is actually getting married by next month. All right. Wow. Okay, all right. So some of you are probably saying, so Pastor Will, how old are you? Okay, anyway, all right. Let's move on, okay? <laughs> all right, so she's getting married. We're excited about that, the first in the family. So we are looking forward to that, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for the prayers. And we're excited that we could be with you guys this, this morning, actually the whole day, and then tomorrow we go back. But we're thankful that we have the opportunity. The last time we were here was the month of Feb in 2020 okay immediately after we left bahrain that's when the lockdown happened right so literally so either we caused the lockdown here and brought the lockdown to dubai all right so we don't know what happened but all those things happened so anyway i'm glad to see you here this morning i want to just take a moment to pray go straight into the word of god uh i we i was told that i got four hours to preach this morning okay so, <laughs> No. Okay, so let me just pray. Go get directly into the Word of God. I believe God has some, uh, a word for all of you. Again, 10-year anniversary. It's not a joke, but God has something uh, that He has planned from the very beginning of time. So allow me to just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
for the opportunity that we can be together in this place. We want to thank you for the opportunity as well uh, for this hotel to open up this, this room for us, this auditorium for us, that we can gather together as your people. I'm asking, Lord, that even as we are celebrating the 10th year anniversary, that not only would you, not only would you, would we be excited because it's 10 years, but I pray that not only are we excited about this the past 10 years, but we are looking forward for not just even 10 years, but even greater years, many more years, even in the coming days. Father, thank you. I pray that you would speak to our hearts and cause us to understand not only your truth, but that which you are speaking to each one of us as individuals, as families, as a congregation. So we ask that you would just bless the study of your word as we open it up in Jesus' most precious name. Amen and amen. Okay, a new beginning. I like that song. Okay, one of my favorite songs that, you know, uh, Christelle actually led us into. Okay, a new beginning. Amen. Look at somebody and say new beginnings. Okay, and that's from Isaiah chapter 43. Now, there, were, uh, there are other several verses, but we will be looking at Isaiah 43. Pastor Mitch uh, asked me if I can share on, on this particular passage for us this morning. And... You know, one of, one of the things about, about the Bible that's interesting about the Bible is that uh, it's, it's written that heaven and earth would, endu- would, would pass away, but the Word of God would remain true forever. Amen? The Bible was not written to us, and we have to understand that, okay? Written in about 1600, uh, 1600 years, uh, and it was not written to E and Bahrain per se. It was not re- written to 24th century believers. It was written to... To, to followers, particularly what we would be reading are to the children of Israel, probably 700 plus years before Jesus came. How many of you know that's a lot of gap there, right? A lot of gap. I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I already feel old just looking at these younger people here, okay? The last time we were here was, you know, we have, uh, I'm not going to say all this, okay? <laughs> you said that, Army, okay? I'm not going to say anything, okay? Lest I will not be. I will not be welcome back the next time around you, okay? But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. We're always excited as a family of churches. We're excited about the next generation. Always excited about that, amen? Because we believe that God is not only doing something today, but He is doing even greater things in the coming days, right? So, and again, you know, when you talk about next generation, it has nothing to do with age. How many of you feel young tonight? I mean, this morning. Okay, all right, there you go, all right. So some of you, okay, we understand if you don't feel young, okay? So let me say that again. Ask you again one more time. How many of you feel young this morning? Okay, some of you, okay. Some of you probably, okay, you're having difficulty. Maybe arthritis is preventing you from lifting up your arm. Okay, all right. But listen, being young is not about age. It's a matter of the heart. Amen? It's a matter of understanding, God, this is what you've called us to do. And so in this church, we are, we are excited about seeing young people come over and over and over and over again. Let me go to Isaiah chapter 4 to 3 because uh, Isaiah, one of our, uh, the major prophets in the Bible, when you read Isaiah, you realize it's a prophetic word given to a people who are in captivity or had been exiled. Okay? Uh, Isaiah, the, one of the major prophets in the Bible, uh, I mean, I don't want to bore you with all of this, but it's important that we understand what Isaiah was actually seeing and what Isaiah was saying. One of the mistakes that we probably can do as believers of the Bible, as the Word of God, 
is that we would read the Bible and think that this is written to me today. The Bible is not written to us today. It was written to them then, but it is applicable for us today. There's only one meaning of the Bible, and that is the original intent of the original author to the original listeners or to the original recipients. But then because it's God who is behind all of the truth of the Word of God, therefore, no matter which generation we try to read the Bible in, we realize God has something for us today. So I want you to look at somebody and say, God will speak to you this morning. Come on. All right. So the prophet Isaiah was writing to a people. In fact, he was not, he was not even there. He was writing to a people who were probably thousands of kilometers away from them. A people, his very own people, they were exiled. They were actually in captivity in a nation, in, in a place called Babylon. Okay? Uh, a foreign land, foreign people. Uh, in fact, according to historians, they're much worse than anyone else could possibly imagine. Isaiah 43 starts with this, verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Wonderful words, right? And many times what we do is we take the scripture and we say that applies to me. There is nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that you understand the, the very background of that. Because he was not talking to a people who are probably just coming to church, clapping their hands and enjoying what they're going through. He was writing to a people who have been taken into captivity. They're far worse than being prisoners. They're actually suffering for their lives. In fact, many of them died even in Babylon and were not able to go back to Jerusalem or not able to go back to Israel, to the land that God has given to them because it was difficult and it was tough. But this is what God said to them. And I, ho I hope that, you know what, you don't have to copy, you don't have to write Everything that I'm saying, you don't have to take a picture of everything that I'm saying. But what you want to do is you want to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, on our 10th year of anniversary. I don't know how many years you've been here in Bahrain. I don't know how many years you've been with this congregation, with this family. But what's important is, Lord, what are you saying right now to me? And how do you want me to go about with my life here as a child of yours? The Lord says, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. A couple of things before we jump into the main text. I want to say this because whenever we read the Bible, okay, this is, this, I think this is so obvious when I mention this, that the Bible reveals a living God. Okay? How many of you know that? The Bible reveals a living God. You know, sounds obvious, right? Sounds so obvious. Of course, it reveals about God. Of course, that's what the Bible is all about. It reveals about God. It's so obvious. But my next question is this. Is it? Do we read the Bible hoping to understand that there is a living God? Not a God who is alive then, but the same God who was alive then is also alive today. The same God who delivered the nation of Israel out from the hands of the Babylonians is the same God who is with us today. Everybody say today. The same God today, amen? So, but, but see, sometimes we think that, well, that's obvious. Of course, the Bible reveals God. But the question is this, do we see God every time we read the Bible? 
Or do we simply read a book that says, well, that's some ancient text that my parents told me to read or that my pastor told me to read or that my life leader told me to read or that someone told me to read. And because I am so-called a Christian, therefore I have to read the Bible. Does the Bible truly reveal to you a living God? Is He alive in us today? Do we know that God is alive today and is at work today? The reason we're celebrating 10 years of anniversary here in this church because we know God is at work. But you know what? He's not only working today. He had been working 10 years back. In fact, not just that. He's, God's been working as far as we can remember. The Bible speaks of time. We talk about Adam and Eve, but even before that, because God has no beginning he has no end. Amen. This is a God of word that the Bible is revealing to us. He's not a dead God. Okay? He's not a dead God, contrary to what a lot of so-called atheists or so-called people who says they're better than God and they know more than God, and they would say there is no God. He's not a dead God. He's not even a distant God. I want you to look at the person right next to you. He's much closer than that person you could possibly imagine. Much closer. Amen? You know why we pray? Well, you know why we bow down when we pray? Because that's as close as God can be to you. Close to your heart. Amen? I mean, your prayer does not even have to go through the ceiling. This beautiful, well, nice ceiling. Huh? <laughs> Doesn't have to go past the ceiling. Because God is here. He is with us. And He's a God who speaks to His people and to His creation. God is a God who speaks to us as our Creator, number one. He's a God. Now, this is another point, but I'm just emphasizing the obvious here. We have a living God who the Bible says is our Creator. And people would say, no, you know what? I'm just a product of a, an, I'm just an evolutionary product. I came... Because all of a sudden, you know, a big bang happened and then all of a sudden I'm here. How many of you know that that is harder to believe? It takes more faith to believe that we came by accident. It takes more faith to believe that. Compared to, a, to believing that this TV, this monitor right here in front of me came out of an accident. There are lesser parts in this TV, in this monitor compared to the creation where we live in right now, right? If you have a watch, you can look at that watch, and it's a beautiful masterpiece. And if you ask somebody, oh, nice watch, Jovi. Okay, who made that? No, 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 it just, this just came of an accident. You know, all of a sudden, voila, it came out, you know, on my table, I see this beautiful watch. Nobody created that. That just appeared to be like that. That's, it, takes, it takes more faith to believe that, Right? Because that doesn't happen by chance. There must be a creator. And if you know that there is a creator, you know what, folks? One day, we will stand before this creator and we will be accountable for all of our actions. Every word we've spoken, every thought we've ever dreamed of or ever thought of, every idea, concept, and everything that we've thought of, every actions we've ever made, we will stand before this creator. And no wonder that's why people would want to do everything just to say, there is no God. Why? Because they would say, I will not be accountable regarding my actions. Guess what? The Bible reveals a living God. 
And he is your creator. He's my creator. And we will stand before a holy God one day. Amen? Is this heavy for this morning? I know it's an anniversary. We're supposed to be excited. Yeah! But that's okay. Because we're reading the Bible and we cannot choose and pick just what we want to do, right? But that's enough reason for us to celebrate this morning. We have a living God. Amen? And we have a creator. A God whom we would be standing before to in the coming days. But we also have a God who is our Redeemer. Our Creator and our Redeemer. One of the things we will be realizing as we go through the very text that we will be reading is that the entire Bible is but a story of God, God's beautiful plan of redemption. Folks, this, the Bible is not about you and me. Life is not about you and me. Right? I, I like that song... God has never failed me yet. How many of you know that's true? How many of you know God has not failed you yet? Okay, listen. The reason God has not failed us yet, because He is a faithful God. But He is faithful to His plans. Not to your plan, nor to my plan. I'll repeat that. God is faithful to His plans. Not to your plan, nor to my plan. The reality is, when we expect God to bless our plans, you might think God failed you. Because you're expecting God to bless your plans. God is not obligated to bless your plan. But He is faithful to make sure His plans shall come to pass. Amen? So when you sing and you say, God has not failed me yet, because God has never failed His plans. But He will definitely make you think twice regarding our own plans. Our job is not to ask God to bless our plans. Our job is to align ourselves with God's plan. Then you can see the faithfulness of God. Amen? But He is not obligated to bless your plan, nor my plans. No. Our job is to discover His plan. And align ourselves to God's plan. Good? How many of you know we got a living God? Amen? <laughs> so we have our creator and our redeemer. This is also the God of hope. Isaiah 43. In fact, the book of Isaiah is really all about a, a living God who gives us hope. The reason I'm excited right now is because I have a hope in this living God. Our hope is not really on people. Our hope is not really on circumstances. Our hope is not really on anything else in all of creation. Anything in all of creation can fail us. Okay? My wife can fail me. I can fail her. Many, many times I did. But thank God her hope is in the Lord. Amen? amen? <laughs> that was a strong amen from army, right? Oh. <laughs> okay? But we got a creator, we got a redeemer, we got our hope. And we got a God who is a relational God. He's not some distant God. And then you have to shout at the top of your lungs for God to hear you. You can whisper. In fact, you can even just close. You can just not even say a word. And God can see because God can know and God knows what's in your heart and in your mind. Because He is a relational God. He's a living God. And this is the God that I say is talking about. This is the God to whom we are speaking to. 
Our very audience this morning is not the person next to you. Our very audience this morning is God Himself, the living God. Amen? So if there's anything that I want you to, to capture this morning and to bring, you know, when you move out of this place, to understand that you have a living God, a creator, a redeemer, a God of hope, and a God who will walk with us the moment we step out of this room. The same God who will be with you if you're going to the mall afterwards, if you're going to go out with your friends or with the congregation, you're going out somewhere, or it's the same living God who will be walking with us. Amen? And the same God who knows our thoughts, the motives of our hearts, and a God who has a wonderful plan for each one of us. Amen? And we want this God to really be pleased with our lives. Amen, amen. All right, let me move on. And just That's just to help us understand that this is the God who's... I'm not the one speaking to us this morning. I'm asking the Holy Spirit, this living God, to speak to each one of us. This God, whatever God will tell Joy, or whatever name the Lord will drop in your heart, Joy. Yeah, okay. yeah. oh, okay. Anyway, God will speak to you in different ways. That's how, God, that's how marvelous, diverse, majestic our God is. See, God promises to do greater things. Every nation, Bahrain, listen to this. God promised to do greater things. Everybody say greater things. Okay, so not just in this congregation, but if you believe in a living God who is your creator, your redeemer, the God of hope, you can actually say this yourself. God, you have planned even greater things. Amen. But again, let me say, again, let me say this. Not our own plans. See, from the very beginning of time, God had already set up his plans. From as, as far as we can remember, time began. We don't know when. God has no beginning. God has no end. But God has ordained his plans. Our job is in July or what is today? July 29. Okay. Okay, July 29, 2022, that we as a congregation, that we as a people of God, will understand, Lord, what is your plan for such a time as this? What is your plan for this season? Because God, you already have a plan. Our job is to understand your plan for us right now and then align ourselves to that and allow you to fulfill your plan, maybe even through us. The, one of the biggest blessings that you and I can ever have is to be able to join God in His plan. Amen? Again, not our plans. Don't expect God to, to join you in your plan. No. You know, a lot of times we think that way. That's not how God works. Don't expect, you know, when we pray, a lot of times our prayers are even wrong because God, would you bless this? Folks, listen. God is not obligated to bless your plan nor my plans. Our job is to know His plan and throw yourself in the middle of God's plan. Yeah. Then you would see the living God move in marvelous and wonderful ways. Amen? But God promises to do greater things because God unfolds. What He was doing during the time of Isaiah, it was a message of hope to a people who were going through difficulties. And He was saying, you know what, guys? We have a God of hope. We have a living God. And even though you are going through difficulties, and, and by the way, the reason why they were in Babylon, because of their sins. We know that, right? 
The reason why they were in Babylon, not because God was angry at them. No! Sometimes you, you beat yourself to death and they say, you know what, I'm, God is punishing me. No! When, when God, you read your Bible, the book of Genesis, when God punishes something or someone or, or a place or what, it's obliterated. It's gone. Sodom and Gomorrah, you see, the punishment of God, gone. Many times what we are facing is not a punishment from God. It is basically consequences of our sins. Every, you know, you know the law of physics, right? Every, react, every action has a corresponding, an equal and opposite reaction, right? That's, that's a natural law. And that applies to them, then it applies to us today, and will still apply to people in the coming days. Every, every sin, every action has a consequence. It doesn't take God's punishment, it's a consequence. Isaiah was talking to people who were going through the consequences of their sins. They were facing the difficulties of life because they rebelled against God. They sinned against God. They committed idolatry before God. They bowed down before God more than anything. And that's why they're going through difficulties of life. Now, you might say, Pastor Well, I'm going through difficulties of life. Now, Sometimes we go through difficulties of life not because of the consequences of our own actions, maybe because it's the consequence, maybe because it's, it's somebody committed something and that's why we are going through that, right? And sometimes we cannot choose that. You see, we all live in a broken world. The reason why we get sick, even as a child of God, because our body's broken. I'm actually wearing this. This is, no, this is not a prescription glass. It's for Japorm. So. No, no, the reason for that, because I, 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 I injured my eye, so you can see bloodshot here. Uh, and I don't know why. They probably, they said, check your blood pressure. It wasn't my blood pressure. I was fixing my motorcycle two months ago, and I scratched something, and then I woke up two days ago, and I said, oops, it's getting red again. So just as so, so you will not be distracted with the eye. I look like a zombie, you know, from one of those movies. And you look at that, it's all red. So I don't want you to be distracted by that. So wear the glasses. So, but the reason why, even as a pastor, even as a child of God, you will get sick, it's because we live in a broken world. You know, the reason why our bodies, our minds, our very being is experiencing difficulties and experiencing brokenness, the reason why even though you love God and you're serving God and you're still going through difficulties of life, it's because of sin. Sin has affected us and all of creation. Amen? It has affected all of us. That's why even though, you, you know, you pray for somebody who's sick, the person gets well. But even though the person gets well, the person will still die. You know why? Because we live in a broken world. That's what sin did. That's what, that's what sin is even doing to us today. Our lives are broken. Our bodies are broken. There's more mental health problems now than ever before. It was not the cause of COVID did not make that. No. 
COVID did not cause that. No, COVID simply, the global pandemic simply revealed that there is so much brokenness in all of humanity. It was the, COVID was not the problem. It simply revealed that there is so much brokenness in the lives of men and women. And that is because of sin. Will there be more? I think so. I mean, I'm not saying more COVID. I'm, I'm saying, there, will there be more a revelation of more brokenness in men? Yes. That's true. But the beauty about this is, again, this is because, but Pastor Will, that's not really encouraging. It's 10-year anniversary. Let me remind you again that. Yeah, but, the, but the good news is this. We got a living God. We got a God who is our creator, who knows our very being, who knows our very makeup, who knows what's going on in and out of us, right? And how many of you know God can fix us? Look at somebody and say, God can fix you. Some of you looked at somebody and say, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I mean, or, or otherwise you can say, there's a lot of fixing that God has to do in your life, okay? But that's true. There's a lot of fixing. There's a lot of saving. There's a lot of restoration that needs to be done in our lives. Amen. And coming to church, let me say this, coming to church does not fix it overnight. The beauty about the living God, He said He's a redeemer. He saves us. Not only did he save us, not only did Jesus die on the cross 2,000 years ago, but he is also saving us today. Every single day is an opportunity for God to redeem and to save us. He is redeeming us. He is restoring us. He is healing us. Amen? That's the God that Isaiah was talking about. And even though, so even though the nation of Israel was actually in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of, of their worst trial, because after this, again, that was not the end. The Persian Empire came. <laughs> that was not the end of it. The Babylonians have this hope, you know, we will go back, we will go back. And Isaiah was saying, yes, you will go back, you will go back. But then the Persian Empire came, and they were much more ruthless than the Babylonian. Another 70 years. But there's a God who redeems. And that's why Isaiah was saying, guys, listen, even in the midst of all of these things, I want you to set your hope not on your circumstances. People lost their job during COVID, right? During the pandemic. People are still struggling to cope up, to get back into the rhythm. People are still having difficulty, probably regaining that which they've lost. That's a reality of life. But our hope is this, there's a God who knows, there's a God who cares, and the God who has already made a plan for each one of us, and the God who is restoring all things according to His purpose and according to His plan. Get it? All right? Are, 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 we, are, 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 we, are we getting that? Are we understanding? The reason I'm taking a lot of this time to do that, okay? It's because the problem is not our circumstances. The problem is not what's going on around us. The problem is not your boss or your company. The problem is not that. The problem is something is going on around us due to sin, and it's affecting everyone and everything. But that's given. But what we want to focus on is on a God who can do all things. Amen? A God who is able to do all things. No matter what's going on with your life, with your family, with your relationship, with your finances, with your work, there is a God who says, I want you to understand what I'm doing. 
because I want you to get involved in this because I'm about to do even greater things. Everybody say greater things. Greater, come on, come on. You can do better than that. Come on, greater things. Yes, okay. I mean, I mean, maybe if I'm in a kid's church, that's why I, li- I like sharing the kid's church. Now I say, kids, come on, shout. Everyone share. Ah! Okay, so I know you're younger than, you're, you, a lot of you are young, okay? So everybody say greater things. Come on. Come on, yes, greater things. Okay, so let me jump to my text this morning. <laughs> let me jump, but this will be short, okay? Verse 18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. I say I was writing to a people who's going through hell. They're going through the worst. I, I'm pretty sure, I am so sure, none of you are going through any of those things that the children of Israel are going through during that time when I say I was prophesying to them. None. None of us are going through that. But he said, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Now, I want us to take note of this because this is important. Again, you can take that verse out of context. That means when you say out of context, you did not consider what the original author was saying to the original uh, recipient. You, you can take that and say, remember not the former things, okay? So you tend to forget, you tend to forget your, your loan or your utang. Pastor says, remember. Remember not the former things, okay? Now, he was not talking about that, okay? So that's what you say, taking the text out of context or taking the scripture out of context. Because some people can say that. No, 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 the Bible says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. He was not talking about that. (laughs) Remember this. God is not saying, God is not saying, forget how God brought you out of slavery from Egypt. He's not saying that. God is not saying, forget how I provided for you in the desert. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying, forget how I fought for you against your enemies. He's not saying that. In fact, all throughout, he wanted us to understand that you must never, never forget that there is a God who is your creator, your redeemer, your hope. That there is a living God among you. Don't you ever forget that. No matter what we go through in life. And again, I cannot compare my life with your life, your life with someone else's life. You cannot compare your challenges with somebody else's life. We just, and, and, you, and you can blame anybody. You can blame anybody. Yes, the other day, was it yesterday, honey? Right? My dad, my, somebody took advantage of my dad. Somebody took advantage. My dad withdrew 20,000 pesos in the Philippines. Oh, thank you, bro. Okay, no iced tea? No, okay. So thank you, thank you, bro. Okay, so my, my dad, my dad, my dad took, somebody took advantage of my dad. My dad gave 20,000 pesos to somebody he doesn't know. My dad is 80, 88 years old. I saw that in the monitor, I saw that in the CCTV, I saw that. That's a reality. We live in a world that's broken. My son says, Dad, can I, can I call down fire from heaven and consume those people? I said, Lord, listen, okay, you're not James or John. You're not Moses. You're not, okay, so leave that to the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says God. 
We have a living God. Amen? How many of you know God saw that, right? Even before that happened, God saw that. Now, why did we not see that? The reality is we don't know everything. But even though that happened, I'm trusting the Lord. Lord, you know, you'll, change, you'll return that 20,000. God can do anything. Trust the Lord. Amen? Praise God. You know what God is saying when he said, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. I see later on. <laughs> Remember not the former things. Folks, as we talk about anniversaries, we talk about even greater things. As we talk about a living God who is about to even do greater things, this is the encouragement. Now, I don't, I don't want to start off with this. Well, I'm not really starting. I'm in the middle. I'm probably towards the end of it. But he said, do not dwell on the past. Do not dwell on the past. When we say past, we know that God is there, yes, but we tend to dwell on the past. We tend to dwell on the past mistakes. How many of you ever made a mistake? How many of you are still making mistakes? How many of you will still make mistakes? All of us. That's the reality, guys, right? But we have a living God who allows opportunities for us to make mistakes. Praise God, Amen. A God who makes mistakes. I mean, a God, not a God who makes mistakes, but a God who allows us to even make. No, God never makes mistakes. But His faithfulness allows us to even make, make mistakes. Are we going to face the consequences of our own mistakes? Yes. But I will also tell you that God is a good God, that many times I have not faced the, my own mistakes, the consequences of my own mistakes. God, it's It's amazing. But do not dwell on the past, past mistakes. Do not dwell on the past failures. Do not dwell on the past discouragement. Do not dwell on the past sins. Amen? I don't know if you're hungry. I don't know if you saw the empanada outside. I saw the empanada. I said, this looks good. I said, can we have the meal now and then we'll have the preaching later on? Do not dwell on the past, mistakes, failures, discouragement, or sins. The children of Israel were in captivity. They were in exile. Jerusalem was no more. They had no national identity whatsoever. And that's, that's their, that's their, that was their desperate circumstance. That was their desperate situation then. He said, do not dwell on the former things. Look at verse 19, and this is what I like. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. How many of you know God is doing something new in the midst of us right now? Amen? Amen. Alright, and when you tend to focus on the past, you know what Jesus also said? Jesus reiterated the same truth. He said, nobody who keeps looking back is fit for my kingdom. Nobody who keeps looking back is fit for my kingdom. We all have mistakes. We all have failures. We all have discouragement. And we probably committed sins in the past. And maybe the consequences of those sins are haunting you right now. I hope you're not continuing in that sin. 
because we have a living God who is our creator and we will give an account before a living God. I hope you're not continuing with that sin. Oh, I'm not remembering my former sins because I'm still doing that. Gosh. I hope the fear of the Lord will come upon our hearts because we have a living God. Amen? Amen. Say amen or else the person next to you will think you're guilty. Okay? We have a living God. Okay. At least, at least the person next to you would not think you're guilty. That's why you cannot say amen. Okay? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Remember what I said? Our, our job is to discern what God is doing even right now. That's our job. God says, I am here. I'm doing a new thing. It's not same old, same old. What's happening? Same old, same old. <laughs> it's not same, same. Kaliwali, okay. Same, same. Now, what God, see, the beauty about God is this. He keeps on unfolding His plans for each one of us. And I will guarantee you with this, what He's doing right now is not inferior to what He has done in the past. He's doing even greater things. Everyone say, greater things, come on! Greater things! So I hope you're excited. I don't know about you. I, I probably could not, I, I probably could not express that more, but I am, I'm excited and even, even though I'm alone, I'm just thankful I would wake up in the morning and I say, God, today, you know, I, I, I got sick a few days ago. And I would wake up in the morning and I said, I know, God, today, you'll be doing greater things. Amen. You would just wake up every single day and say, God, today, you're doing a great thing. God, today, you're doing a great thing, not just because it's the 10th year anniversary, but because we have a living God. And he's a God of hope. And he says, I am doing even greater things. Amen? Don't get stuck in the failure of the past. Don't get stuck in the mistakes of the past. Don't get stuck in the discouragement of the past. Because God is doing new things. He's doing new things. So our job is to discern what God is doing. Don't just stop dwelling in the past. Discern what God is doing. Again, The world teaches us make plans. There's nothing wrong. God, the Bible speaks about make plans. But sometimes what the world is telling us is make plans. And you don't have to ask anyone else. You don't even have to seek God for those plans. Just make your own plans and make your own life and go through your own plan. And then because you're in church, you say, Lord, would you bless my plan? Every day, every year. We come up with our New Year's resolution. We come up with our own plans. We come up with our own faith goals. Say, God, these are my faith goals. Bless it, God. Hard to do that. God is in heaven. We're down here. He's a living God. He's an infinite God. We're not. Amen. Our job is to discern the will of God. God, what's your plan? Right? And sometimes it's hard to see that, but that's why it's important that we have community. How many of you are thankful that you're seated right next to that person? 
How many of you are thankful that you have a life group? How many of you are thankful that you have a church? How many of you are thankful that you're not alone? Gosh, that's the most... Febs and I could not tell you the blessings of being in the community. We could not tell you, we, we could not overemphasize the need for us to be part of a community. God, thank you for the church. We would not know where we are had it not been for the church. Because we were not created to be alone. Amen. So when you don't know what you're doing, when you don't know if this is a plan of God, when you're discerning and discovering the very plan of God, and it seems like, God, it looks vague, and talk to your life group leader. Talk to somebody in the church. I would rather talk to somebody in the church who fears God and loves God and who has the Spirit of God rather than talk to somebody who calls himself a genius or a life coach and does not even know what to do with his own life. I would rather seek somebody who knows God and loves God and who knows the Word of God because that person can direct me towards the plan of God. Amen? Where do you find that? Look around you. Okay? Look around you. Those are the people who can help you. So one of the things that the Bible does is that it reveals God's plan of redemption. It does not show, it does not tell us that, oh, that plan of yours... You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Sounds, that's a good verse, right? A good verse to claim. Only if you understand the context of it, you realize it's not exactly the most ideal place to speak of that. What time do we have to be here? Uh, to leave the place? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just asking, okay? I think I lost track of time. Okay, anyway. The Bible reveals God's plan. You know what? In the midst of all those difficulties, the hope is this. They were suffering in the hands of the Babylonian under King Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonian Empire. And yet God says, guys, listen to this. Because I'm a living God, I'm your creator, I'm your redeemer, I'm a God of hope. Forget not, for, not me, he says, remember not the former things. Because I'm about to do a new thing. I'm about to do even greater things. He said, I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He said, the wild beast will even honor me. The jackals and the ostriches. God promises direction. God promises provision. If we stick to His plan. Don't stick to your plan. I beg you. No matter how good that plan looks like. Stick to God's plan. You can see God's provision and God's direction. But if you stick to your plan, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you fast, God says, I'm not there. That's not my plan. So why would I join you? You join me. That's what God is saying. And he said, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself. It's amazing how despite our brokenness, despite our sins, despite our failures, despite our mistakes, despite our limited understanding of God's plan. And yet God says, you're mine. I formed you for myself. 
You're not for the world. You're not for the devil. You're not for unrighteousness. You're not for sin. You're for me. I formed you. And he was talking to people who were suffering because of their sins. And yet he said, guys, you know what? It will be over. Because I'm restoring you. I have a plan to redeem you. Don't give up. Because greater things are ahead of you. A plan of redemption is in motion. A plan of restoration has been set in motion. Our job is to discern His will and jump into that. Why? Because He formed us for Himself. We belong to Him. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Every single day is an opportunity to declare the goodness of God. Today and forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. To declare a living God. So not just because it's the 10th year of our existence here in Bahrain. As part of a family of churches called Every Nation. But it's because God is alive. And we get the chance to live out the plan of God. Here in Bahrain. You know the reason why you are here in Bahrain? Because of the plan of God. Oh, maybe you were illegally recruited. That's why you ended up here. But still, for some reason, God can circumvent that and say, you know what? I still have a plan for you. Look at somebody and say, God has a plan for you. You may not be earning the same salary as the brother next to you, but God has a plan for you. And if you would stick to that, if you would say, God, I belong to you and I am here, maybe not because of my own doing, maybe somebody brought me here, whatever the case may be. God, today, I choose your plan of my plans. I choose the greater things that you are about to do in my life and through my life more than anything else, God. I choose you more than anything else. So no matter what my situation is in my life, listen, will there be deserts? Yes. Will there be jackals? Yes. Will there be lack at times? Yes. Because that's the reality of where we live. It's a broken world. But the other reality is this. We have a living God. <laughs> we have a living God. And that's why I, can, I, I choose to live. And declare every single day the goodness of this God. That's why, what I'm created for. So even though I'm not preaching, even though probably when I'm, I cannot say when I don't have any more hair, it's because I'm already in that. Okay. Whether you're in Bahrain or somewhere else, declare the goodness of God endlessly. Make Him known. Make this living God known forever and ever and ever. It's not about my life, not about your life. It's about Him. It's about the living God. Gosh, I lit, I totally changed everything that I prepared for. That's fine. Let God be God. Let's go back. Do not dwell on the past. I really believe that this morning... God is preparing us for greater things. 
But there may be certain things that's actually holding us back. Is there anything holding you back? I may not know that. Pastor Mitch and Army may not know that. Is there anything holding you back? Mistakes, failures, discouragement, or maybe even a sin. Do not dwell on the past. Could we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us this morning? Actually, it's already afternoon. So, would you bow your head? Bow your head and just maybe even close your eyes. Holy Spirit, thank you for our time this morning. Thank you that you want to bring us even to greater things. Even greater things in the coming days. There are certain things that's holding us back. It's preventing us from experiencing what you desire for each one of us. I'm not going to ask you exactly what that may be because it's between you and the Lord. Between you and a living God, He knows that. I probably have no business knowing that. But would you come before the Lord and say, God, this is holding me back. This is holding me back. I know God sees your heart. I know God sees your thoughts. But let me ask you to take a step, a response. I want you to respond to this. And acknowledge that something is holding you back. And you would say, Lord, forgive me. I will not dwell If you need to do, if you need to respond that way, just lift up your hand and then put, then afterwards put your hand down because that's already a response to the Lord. Is there anyone else? Anyone? Anyone here you know? Okay, I see that hand. You can put that hand afterwards. Okay, that's okay. Just put that hand down. Anyone else? Yes, I see those hands. Anyone else? Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Is there anyone else? Take some time. Come before the Lord. And if you know you need to give that to the God, then go ahead. Father, you know the hearts of each one of us. You know what's keeping us, holding us, preventing us from experiencing the greater things that you have promised. Maybe our own plans, maybe our own desires, maybe our own stuff that we are creating. I'm asking, Lord, even right now, that, that we would have, we would appropriate your grace this morning and say, God, I'm letting go. It's not worth holding on to. It's not worth staying in the past. It's not worth embracing that sin. I choose to let go. I choose to let go. But I choose to embrace the greater things that you are planning for us. The greater things you're planning for my life. The greater things you're preparing and you have prepared for my family. The greater things you have prepared for my relationships. The greater things you have prepared, Lord, for us as a church. We embrace that, God. We embrace your plan. And we say we'd like to stick to that. And experience the power of a living, creator, redeemer, mighty God. God, we embrace that even this morning. Father, forgive us for holding on to the past prevented you from working in and through us. This morning, we choose to do your will. 
We choose to declare your goodness endlessly. Wherever we may be, no matter what the situations may be. We choose to do that, God, because we are called as your people. No matter what we are going through right now, God, we submit it to you and say we still believe there is hope in a living God. A God who is mighty forever and ever. A God to whom we call upon even this morning. If you can just open up your eyes and then just look at me. You know, God being a creator and God being a redeemer. During the time of Isaiah, they never probably understood and never saw the fulfillment of God being. Some of them died along the way. But the prophecy still continues until Jesus came into the picture. All things were created for him and by him, the creator. And hanging on the cross because of our sins, he said, it is finished. My Redeemer. But that's not the end of it. Every single day, I need to be saved. Not that what Jesus did was not enough. That was it. That was technically, legally speaking. If I die today, I'll be with my Savior forever and ever. But as long as God wants me here and I struggle with this brokenness of the world I live in and the brokenness of my body, sometimes the brokenness of my mind, sometimes the brokenness of my spirit, every day I say, Lord, would you save me from this brokenness? And God is doing that. Until all the restoration has been done, until Jesus comes back and restore all things according to His original intent until that time comes there's brokenness yes there's challenge yes there's temptation yes there's evil yes there's pain there's sickness yes but my hope in the living god is that he said a day is coming he's going to restore all things and my hope is fixed on that so for the meantime i go through the challenges of life but i'm not alone I'm with my God. <laughs> is it tough? Is it difficult? Yes! But that's important. What's important is I have a living God who is with me even right now. I'll stick to that. No matter what happens, we have a living God. A God who is able forever and ever. Amen? Woo! Gosh, that is so good, right? That makes me hungry. That makes me... That's, I mean, but that's good. I mean, you could... Because there's so much about the Word of God, right? Woke up early, working on a few things, and then you stand up here, and then everything else you've prepared. At least I followed, at least I followed the keynote, the PowerPoint, right? At least I followed that. But probably a lot of the things I wrote down this morning and yesterday, something different. But God is good. Can I pray for you? As a church, again, congratulations. Everybody say greater things. <laughs> Gosh! This place will never be enough. You got empty seats a few weeks, a few months. You probably have two services, three services. You'll probably have to branch out, go out to another place. You have one here, you have one another place. And then later on, because God is doing greater things, some of you, you thought you'll be in every nation Bahrain for long, only to realize God is sending you to another country. 
<laughs> Maybe God is sending you. Why? Just so that you can be richer? You think that the you think that the lawn on the other side it's greener than here, that the pasture land is greener on the other side? Maybe not because of that, but maybe because God has greater things in store because of his plans and purposes. Amen. Gosh, it's amazing. Truly amazing. Amen. Congratulations. Ten years in the making and many more years to come. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? This is not just minute, but I'll pray for you. Father, thank you for this afternoon. We started in the morning. We ended up in the afternoon. We almost ended up at night. But Lord, thank you. Because we don't have to be stuck in the past. Because greater things are ahead of us. A living God, a God of hope, our creator, our redeemer. Majestic and a wonderful God. He's never failed me yet. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Lord. God, I pray for each and every one of us that we would embrace your plan for even greater things. Lead us, guide us, direct us. God, what a, it humbles us every single day to know that, like what David says, who am I, God? Who am I that you would give us the opportunity to walk with a living God, our Creator, our Redeemer? Who are we? And yet you've given us the opportunity. God, would you constantly mesmerize each one of us with the beauty and the wonder of who you are and of the plans that you've installed for us? Would you glorify your name, God? in the midst of your people. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Pastor Mitch, what are we going to do next, okay? All right, guys. Even though this is the 10th year of our experience,